Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Ann Martin, who is running for Chancery Judge in Nashville, Tennessee. Since this is the first official episode of 2018, I guess this makes this season two of She's Running. I'm not really sure how seasons work for podcasts, to be honest. So yeah, we'll say season two. It is cold and windy here in Texas, and quite frankly, I want nothing more than to go get back under a blanket and binge watch Parks and Rec until the sun comes back. And speaking of Parks and Rec, I have got a podcast recommendation for you. Check out Waffles Friends Work, a podcast by two kick-ass ladies, Katherine Baxter and Emma McCauley, who talk Parks and Rec with real-life Leslie Nopes, women in public service making change in their communities. But they really play it fast and loose with that women in public service bit because last week they had me on. Check out episode 4-1, I'm Leslie Nope, to hear me on what is sure to become your new favorite podcast. Well, thanks for jumping on with me today. I believe you may be the first candidate for judge that I've had. Interesting. (laughs) I want to go ahead and let's get you introduced. So... Who are you and for what are you running? Sure. So I'm Ann Martin. I live in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm running for Chancery Court here in Nashville. So I have never heard of Chancery Court. Um, What is it? Is it something national? Like do other cities have that or is it just a Nashville thing? So Chancery Court, there are only a couple of states that have Chancery Courts. It's considered a traditional court of equity based after courts in England, and the Chancery Courts in Tennessee hear cases that involve business disputes, contract disputes, anything that has to do with property rights, uh, and and whether um, there are actions taken by the metro government or the state government. So they hear those kinds of cases here versus uh, criminal cases or cases involving personal injury and car accidents and divorces and those kinds of cases are heard in other courts. Okay, I, I like that court of equity. <laughs> that sounds really great. So why is that separated rather than like in other places there uh, in different courts? Sure. Well, in Tennessee, the uh, court system is set up so that you have different courts with judges who are specialized in those areas of practice. Mm -hmm. In smaller communities, there might be some sort of sharing and shifting around of dockets, but in larger communities like Nashville, the courts are very siloed. So the criminal court judges only hear criminal cases and the chancellors only hear cases that fall into these categories of equity. And some of the jurisdiction is set by statute, by law, where particular kind of cases have to be heard in chancery court. Then other cases are more uh, commonly heard in chancery court by tradition. Okay. So I take it you're a lawyer. I am a lawyer. (laughs) Now, can non-lawyers run for judge? No, has to be a... um, lawyer and once someone is elected to judge they can no longer practice law okay so it's a big decision to do this because you're essentially ending one part of being a lawyer to do something completely different with your law degree so what is your background sure so i'm from uh kentucky originally grew up in kentucky uh 
My father was a small business owner. My mother stayed home, took care of us, was a Girl Scout leader, PTO, did all those kinds of things. I went away to Smith College in Massachusetts and then came to Nashville straight out of college to go to Vanderbilt Law School and have been here ever since. So I've been in Nashville for almost 30 years now. Oh, wow. So my brother went to Vandy. Oh, great. For grad school. And I know a little bit about Nashville and the area, but for everyone else. So what is it like? I mean, we've all seen the TV show, (laughs) but what is Nashville actually like? Well, you know, it's really funny because there's a lot of truth to what you see in the TV show. The music business here is is very um, big, a big part of life here, and it's a very complicated business. It's not just about playing instruments and singing. There's writers and recorders and um, uh, people in the recording industry. There's um, musicians. There are people who deal with licensing rights. There are people who are business lawyers who work with the music industry all the time. And um, a lot of music artists live here in Nashville and a lot of, you know, famous songwriters and so forth. So, you know, music is a big part of Nashville. Nashville also has a really thriving healthcare industry, very thriving uh, uh, um, uh, tourism industry. Uh, very big, big publishing industry, publishing not only of music, but other kinds of works. Uh, Nashville is, interestingly, for a state that is typically more conservative, Nashville is a very open and liberal town. There's a lot of universities here, a lot of well-educated people, a lot of people who move here because it's such a great quality of life. And um, so it's actually a really exciting time to think about being a judge here in Nashville because because business and industry are doing so well, that also leads to a lot of interesting, complex business disputes that would end up in Chancery Court. (laughs) So why did you decide that this is the right time for you to run right now? Well, I have been practicing for just over 25 years. I just turned 50. I love what I do. I love being a lawyer. I love being a problem solver for my clients. And having handled over 150 cases in Chancery Court here in Nashville and then in surrounding counties, you know, I've helped a lot of people resolve really serious problems that brought them to court. Problems that have to do with their employment, that have to do with their business, that might have to do with their property. And I know how important it is that we have good judges who can resolve problems, who can give people a fair hearing, make people feel um, that they are being heard when they go to court and who can get it done and get it right for them so that they can move on. And I've, I've spent so much time in court and spent so much time over the years helping people. It really appeals to me to be, you know, on the other side and to be the decision maker for people rather than being an advocate in the process. Was there anything that pushed you like you said, okay, this is it. This is the time for me. Well, this particular court that I'm running for is where I practice really heavily, and I really Mm -hmm. like the kind of disputes that are there. I like the kind of cases that I've handled there, and these positions, frankly, don't come open very often, and uh, a judge retired who had been there for a long time, who was a mentor and a friend, and it really created an opportunity that I saw I needed to go ahead and take. It, you know, it's really hard sometimes as a woman to take this kind of risk. I have a great career. I practice with wonderful people. I'm very successful. Um, 
you know, part of you thinks it, it's not broken, why fix it? But at the same point, I really am excited about doing this. And I really know that I will be good at it and that it will be rewarding for me. And I just, I needed to take the opportunity. Now, would you have to run every four years or is it like once you get the job, it's yours? It's it's actually an eight-year term, okay. but because this is a midterm special election because of the retirement of the other judge, I would have to run again in a couple of years. And if I were reelected at that time, then I would um, not have to run again for eight years. So what has the process of running been like for you so far? You know, it is really fascinating. So you said you had never interviewed anybody who was running for judge. So running as a judge puts you in a unique position. First of all, as a judge, I can't talk about issues that I may rule on. So Mm. when somebody's running for either like a city council position or a legislative position, you know, they can talk about things like how they would vote on certain issues or their position on certain issues. And judicial candidates are not supposed to do that. All we can really run on is our experience, um, name recognition, connecting with people and people getting, you know, excited and and feeling good about you um, being a judge. So that's one challenge. You know, another challenge is in the state of Tennessee, judicial candidates cannot do their own fundraising. Uh, We cannot accept or solicit donations. So we have to rely on a finance committee to do that for us. And I am really lucky to have some wonderful friends and colleagues who are working very hard to raise money for my campaign but it, but it is it puts you in a different position than being able to pick up the phone and call people and ask them for money that's really interesting okay so how do you run for a position without being able to talk about issues it's 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 interesting i think what happens is that when people run for judge, they've practiced for some period of time. So generally, you talk about what your experience is, what kind of cases you've handled, what kind of um, courts you've practiced in, and you go on that experience. For instance, I've practiced for over 25 years. I've handled over 150 cases in the Chancery Court here in Nashville and around the community. I have represented both people filing lawsuits as plaintiffs and people defending against lawsuits as defendants. I have represented individuals. I have represented companies, you know, small companies and larger companies. So, you know, when I talk about myself as a candidate, I talk about my ability to see all sides of the kinds of disputes that end up in Chancery Court because I've done that and that I don't particularly identify as being the kind of lawyer who's only represented certain kinds of parties and certain kinds of disputes. Mm -hmm. So are you currently... Uh, practicing law or are you just running full-time? Oh my goodness. I am practicing because that's how I make a living. That's how I pay (laughs) my bills. And you can't just dead stop, right? Because life has to go on. And and even though clients are supportive and excited that I'm running for office, they still want me when they want me. And, um, you know, the thing about having a mature practice with a lot of clients who you've known a long time who rely really heavily on you, um, that, that they need your attention when they need it, when they're in crisis. And they always been able to count on me and I don't want them not to be able to count on me because I'm running for office so I am doing the best I can to balance it all Uh, I'm certainly not practicing law the same number of hours that I normally do 
uh, I feel sort of like I have two full-time jobs right now. And by the way, I'm still trying to be a mother and um, do other things that are important for me to keep the, you know, keep the the ball rolling and, and keep everything going in my household. <laughs> right. So not only are you practicing and running for office, but you're also a mom who has things to go to for school and, you know, activities and things like that. Yes, I have not made it to as many basketball games this season as I would like to. I have a really terrific ex-husband and we have lots of great friends and family in town. And so um, we make sure that, you know, there's always somebody there cheering for our son whenever he's participating in things. But but it really does take an all hands on deck uh, kind of attitude. Yeah. Now, I was on your Facebook page, and your son's the uh, team manager for his basketball team. So he understands, like, mom's running for office, and things are a little bit crazy right now. But, you know, how do you find time to just do everything? Like, I am not doing anything that you're doing, (laughs) and I can't imagine the scheduling that you're doing. Well, and and I would say that's really the hardest part about running for office is the disruption to everybody's lives. And even though it's for a finite period of time, Mm -hmm. um, it is, you know, I'm sorry, when you're when you're 14 years old, and you're used to your mom sort of taking care of everything and being, um, you know, being somebody who handles a lot in the family, it is hard to appreciate that, you know, she's just not going to be as available for, you know, 10 months or eight months or however long this race is that I've been in. Um, so, you know, and my son too has special needs. And so while he is, um, he is aware of, you know, he understands what an election is. He understands what a judge is and he's actually sort of a political junkie. And so he really, you know, appreciates what a campaign is and all those kind of things. Um, appreciating the fact that I can't be there on Tuesday night to make dinner because I have, you know, three neighborhood associations and a, a commu- you know, a community meeting to go to um, is not always a concept that he appreciates or understands, um, especially with special, you know, all families need to run on a schedule that that's, everybody works best that way. Mm-hmm. Special needs children are that to the nth degree because scheduling and reliability and knowing what's going to happen next is very important from a stability standpoint. And that, that's been a challenge for us. So are you door knocking and uh, walking blocks and things like that? We're, we're about to start doing that. So this election is May 1, and we are going to start doing that. It is very cold in Nashville right now, as it is in a lot of the country. And uh, really, we are going to be starting that at the end of the month and in early February. Um, up to now, what I have been doing is trying to expand my circle and meet as many people as possible and get out in the community as much as possible so that people understand that that I'm interested in them and I'm interested in what happens all over the county and not just, you know, downtown where I work or in the community where I live and my son goes to school. How can people get involved with your campaign? Oh my gosh, there is so much to do. I've never run for office before. It is crazy. <laughs> um, so my website is annmartinforjudge.com and there's um, a, ways for people to sign up to volunteer. Like you said, door knocking, um, 
phone calling. We are going to need people to work polls on election day. In Nashville, we have early voting. We have a, a multi-week period of early voting uh, in April, and we'll need people to work polls then. So there are a lot of things that people can do to help. And, you know, I want to make sure that um, people... Uh, you know, do get excited and do get involved in the race. And one thing I can say to people, if they have friends in their communities who are running for office, there is so much you can do to help women candidates. Um, you know, gosh, even things like bringing people dinner, um, you know, offering to help drive their kids from point A to point B. I had one friend offer to do laundry for me. <laughs> That's fantastic. I know, right? So do you have a staff or is it all volunteers? No, I have two. Well, I have one paid campaign manager. And then we have um, some consultants who are helping us with very various aspects of the campaign. You know, I think there was a time when um, people thought local races, you didn't have to pay a professional to help you. But frankly... Um, unless you've run before, and even if you have run before, having somebody who knows what they're doing and who understands campaigns and can manage all those things and help make decisions um, is really, really important. There are plenty of things for volunteers to do. Um, and as a candidate, it is it is really hard to keep going and be everywhere you need to be and do everything you need to do if you are trying to handle a lot of sort of the business of the campaign mm -hmm. and you're still involved in that of course because you're the candidate and it's your campaign but having somebody who is a professional who has done this and who can 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 manage all that is really important so how do you decide i need to go to this meeting this night i need to go to this one not this one you know just like the I don't know, choices that you have to make because you can't be everywhere at once. Oh my goodness, I know. Um, lunches and after work things are really um, complicated, especially in December during the holiday season. It seems like there were five or six things a night. And what I try to do is just think about where I've been and where I haven't been. Um, it's not like once you've been to a particular community, you're like, okay, I'm going to check that off the list and I'll never be back there again. But what you do want to do is spread yourself out so that you touch as many groups as possible. And you have to sort of guess about what's going to be the most um, effective use of your time. It is really easy to go to things where you're going to see people you know um, but the problem is going to the same things and seeing the same people you know doesn't really help you with your name recognition and help you meet new people. So part of it is getting out of your comfort zone or getting out of your regular you know, groups that you go to and going to different groups uh, so that, that, that you're spreading your name recognition. And what is one piece of advice that you have for women who are thinking about running for office? Don't be afraid to do it. I will tell you, I thought and thought and thought about running and it it was a big decision. It's a big decision for anyone, but everybody says that women have to be asked a million times to run before they run, that women are, we worry about everybody. Um, we worry about how it's gonna affect our family. And I sort of say that in finger quotes because it's not just our children and our spouses, it's our clients, it's our friends, it's mm -hmm. our business partners and so forth. And those are all important considerations to be made, but 
you know, ultimately, if, if, it, if you want to do it, you just need to do it um, and, and, and take the risk. All right. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me. This has been great. Thank you so much. Yeah. And that is it for today. Thanks to Ann Martin for chatting with me. Check out her campaign at annmartinforjudge.com. And that is Ann with an E. You can also find her on Facebook at Ann Martin for Judge. And on Twitter, she's AC Martin for Judge. That's the number four. You can find and follow this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at, at She's Running Pod. If you like what we're doing here, please tell a friend about the show. And that's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.